I don't even know where to. Yeah, I should just lay these out because these are not really in any order. I <laughs> should not in any order. Well, they're in an order. I mean, they're not all over the place. But it's like, oh, I'll talk about this. Oh, I'll talk about this. Oh, they're going to talk about this. Because, yeah, definitely did not want to be like, oh, zone one, puzzle two, because, well, it's impossible to say. Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. And I'm Darren. Today, we're going to talk about a game that. I mean, we're going to do our spoiler-free section like normal, but there's really not much to spoil. Very light on story, but mostly fun. Yeah. I think we can say it is Superland. I, I always feel I need to spell it because I feel like people are going to hear Superland. Yeah, Superland. Supraland, which is S-U-P-R-A land. All one word. It has overwhelmingly positive reviews, both from overall and recent and this is over 5,000 reviews. Developer and publisher. Su- Singer, songwriter. No, Supra Games, which, as we discussed in the Escape Games episode, usually a bad sign. But in this case, I think that it's totally fine. But I also think that part of that comes from the fact that you told me this is not the first thing that the, I guess, the head of this program or the head of the I think he was the is. only guy, he was... This development team was tiny. I think it was only him. Just him to do this whole game? Yeah, mostly. Mostly him. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty impressive. David, I don't know how you pronounce his... I'd probably butcher his surname. It's some German. It's like Munich or Munich. I don't know how you would pronounce his surname, but... But you know him from... An online game called Not Prawn. It's like an online kind of riddle game. It's basically a game that you play in your browser and you get like a picture... And you have to use logic. You have to do some Google kind of some Google foo. Uh, you need to use maybe some third party apps and stuff to find answers, which you then kind of type into the file extension in, in the browser, and that will take you to the next level. And then you'll get a new kind of puzzle. It was really good. I played it to death back in the day. It's quite old now. There was another one called God Tower, which was my favorite one, but God Tower has unfortunately vanished. But you can still play Not Prawn. And it's got a little link to Superland as well, so a little punt there. But yeah, so you can see, yeah, you can see the guy definitely loves his puzzles, that's for sure. This game is a bit of everything. It is a sandbox game and a literal sandbox. Mm-hmm. You have cute characters with simple missions and very clear objectives, but not always clear how to get there. Yeah. Lots of first-person puzzles. Some combat, though it's not my favorite part of the game. Yeah, combat's dire, almost. And it's big. Like, it's a really big game. I was surprised how big this game was. Like, I knew that it would be a bit big and take a while, but it took a lot longer for me to get through than I thought. I think there's a big, a big kind of... I don't know, I don't know what to say about that. It's like, I feel that there's a big illusion in this game that's going on. It's like, touted as a sandbox game, but... It's not. It's a very linear puzzle game. It is, it is, but at the same time, you can go back and look at every area again. So I yeah, think that's that tr- that part is sandbox. Yeah, yeah, th- that part is. And the same as like everyone's calling it a roguelike. It's, it's, not, it's not really it's not a, a roguelike. roguelike. It's not Castlevania. It's not, and it's in, yeah, Metroidvania, okay, because like, yeah, like you said, you get to go back and with your new power ups, you can then explore different parts of the area. And really well done. I think the problem is this game doesn't really fit into one genre. And everybody, even the developer on the Steam page, seems to be looking for 
something to relate it to because yeah. it's very hard to sell something that's kind of new. It uses aspects from all these other types of games, but it is its own thing. Uh, but at its heart, it's a puzzle adventure game. Yeah. And that would be probably the focus. And those should be the top two tags, really. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I wouldn't have played it if it was a, a Metroidvania or a roguelike, because I hate those games. This is, yeah, more in line with, I'd say, everybody compares it to Portal. We've talked about this already. It's like, just because they put boxes on switches, is, is that why it's Portal? I guess Portal was maybe the first kind of game to take that mechanic to a new level in first person. I think that I'd that's say more, it. more of a tower's principle game. for me. I, I wouldn't even say that. Because it's big, big, just these big open areas. Like somewhere between Talos and Portal for me. I suppose, but it's still more... It just adds so much more around the puzzles. And some of the puzzle types themselves don't exactly fit. It's very different. I can see that. But again, I think that you're stretching to find games to relate it to. When it's just kind of its own thing. It is a puzzle game. It is adventure and the fact that you can run around and shoot things or, you know, hit them with your wooden sword. It is very cute. It is very well done. It gets a little long for me at times. And there are a few choices they made that really irritated me that I would do without. But overall, it's a very good game. I'm very glad I got it. At base, it's about $20. It is often on sale for about 50% off. Yeah, I was quite lucky in the fact that I got it as part of my humble monthly choice. So I got it for a little bit more than that, but also got additional games as well. What was your total playtime? 19 hours and 53 minutes exactly, because it tells you on the save file. Wow, okay, so you finished it in under 20. I was more like 24. I think I had to do a lot of backtracking towards the end, but we'll get to that in the spoiler section. But that's the thing, even at $20, you're going to pretty much get our rough dollar per hour value out of this game and you could get a lot more i think you were at about 40 percent complete you told me i think i'm about maybe mid 30 percent 34 or something like that there's still a lot more if you love exploring yeah that's what this this game is really about and that's its real strong suit but it's not justin's strong suit (laughs) (laughs) i think my goal for this game was to kind of get through with as little exploration as possible, I'm very objective-focused, and that's that's mm. what I wanted to do. But with that in mind, I think it's time that we get into the spoiler section. So if you have not played Superland, if you really are worried about spoilers, even though story-wise there's not a whole lot, <laughs> we might spoil some of the puzzles, though, which is more what I'm concerned about. We won't be going puzzle by puzzle, but we probably will talk about at least a few that either really frustrated us or we really liked or it could possibly be both at the same yeah, time. Probably both. With this game, I would agree it's probably both. But with that, if you are worried about spoilers, now's the time to leave. Before we begin, mm-hmm. we should probably mention the fact that you have five very well laid out pages of notes. And I've got nothing because I just kind of... With this one, I just wanted to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. I don't want to go through it puzzle by puzzle. The story doesn't warrant really going through in order. (laughs) You're a red guy. Go get MacGuffins. Yes. (laughs) Along the way to solve the problem of why there's no water, which we blame on the blue people. And in fact, early on in the game, it looks like the blue people are messing stuff up. it is the blue people. We're right to blame the blue people. They're just looking out for themselves because we're splitting... The water supply 50-50, but because of the end of the game, they're only getting a trickle 
now. So they're taking our trickle away from us so that they can keep all the water. Uh, see, I didn't even understand that that's how that worked. I thought that that thing was stopping us both from getting, or it was only plugging up the red side's water. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Because that's, that's why they're busted the pipe and stuff. Because I think the king says it's like our water supply has dropped as well because of something going on in the volcano area. And so, yeah, we, we went to steal your water, basically, so that we could at least live normally. So, yeah, they're still bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> so many bad guys. <laughs> Here's the thing. You found, what was it, some sort of holy sword or holy I, shovel? What, I, what, you were able to get rid of the graves that I couldn't get I got rid the of. holy sword and I got the holy gun as well. And with those, you can get rid of the The wooden graves. graves. You can't get rid of the stone. I don't know how to get rid of the stone ones. It seems like you'd be able to because it's got the same red swirling. There's definitely, there's definitely a way to get rid of them. Well, I was wondering if you couldn't because there's that one time in the game where you have to jump on top of one. What? It was shielded and you have to jump on top of it to get. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But you only have to do that once. Yeah. And it has to be shielded. So it's a very limited use, I think. Yeah. Unless the shield just comes back over an empty grave anyway. So. When you switch the shields back on. Who knows? Oh, I imagine it would if you turned them back on. But yeah. As far as... I don't, I don't know. How do you want to attack this? How do you have it in your notes? <laughs> it's all higgledy-piggledy, man. It's all over the place. I've just got like ideas jotted down. Like Here I've got, oh, the Rammstein game, which is right at the beginning. <laughs> what? <laughs> is there a Rammstein game? Or yeah. It's a, well, I mean, not really. It's that game you just press the button and it keeps on going, nine, 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 nine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean the Sesame Street counter thing? Yeah, it's got like the the panel of like six nines and that, and it's like, oh, this is this game's way better than its predecessor. <sighs> okay. <laughs> you okay? You and I are talking about two totally different things. You're talking about in the game, in the village. Yeah, there's the game where they're all pressing nines. Okay. One thing that I wanted to say was, I think because, and I know you said don't rush it. I don't want to spoil your enjoyment of it, but we did kind of agree, like, today was the day to record this, and we did give it, like, two weeks. I think that because I was on a deadline, I didn't really enjoy this as much as I should have. When I was playing it, and after I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't want to dig up The Witness again, but it's like, I wonder if that's maybe at least part of the reason why you didn't like The Witness, is because you felt rushed to get through that as well. No, because I always feel rushed to get through. Right. I want to finish. No, The Witness is everything that I said. True, I still feel the same way as I did back then. The puzzles start off well, and then he always puts some sort of object or obstacle blocking a lot of the stuff in the puzzle and taking away some of my power, which I don't like. And this game does that for it does a exactly section. exactly the same thing. <laughs> but differently, yeah. differently. It doesn't do that in the puzzle. It doesn't teach me a mechanic and then take it away. Or it doesn't, in The Witness, a big part of the problem for me was the rules are not, of each puzzle, are not necessarily clearly defined to the player. If you don't get it, you don't get it. And there's no help for you. And sometimes you just are kind of pushing through with a limited set of knowledge and you're not sure if you can actually do this puzzle yet or not. It's the same problem with any sort of sandbox puzzle game where you can choose which puzzle to go to. This one, there is that, but because it's more, let's say, Metroidvania, and you know you can come back with more powers, with things like The Witness, there are no powers. It's just knowledge that's is your power. Thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's why this game kind of annoyed me, because I don't like that in games. 
which is why I don't play Metroidvanias. I feel that when I get to a place, I should have the tools or the equipment to solve that puzzle. And if I don't, and I'm trying it for 30 minutes, and then finally realize, oh, this is impossible right now. I detest that in a game. But my love-hate relationship with this game was by the end of it, and then I got got the ending sequence, and then it takes you around the whole map, and you realize that not only is the whole map connected and built, it's not like where games fake the size of games by like, oh, you walk through this door and then it loads a different section of the map. You get to see this whole map is connected. And that's well, like, you got that even before the end of the game, times where you would be launched way yeah, over yeah, the wall yeah, and yeah. stuff. But like, you see it and it's fullness at the end, I guess, where you're actually going, you're in like a helicam and you're flying around and you see everything. So yeah, someone could actually, maybe someone already has, someone could sit down and build this entire map out of Lego, basically. And by the end of it, I was like, yeah, man, I'd love to have explored all of this, but I've got 20 hours and I'm I'm done. But see, but that's why I kept saying we can put it off. We don't have to do it now. Because I, I didn't want you to push to the point where you wouldn't enjoy it. The thing is, you love exploring, yeah. whereas I don't. Yeah. So I was quite happy to be done when I was done, when yeah. I hit the end. Definitely your advice to me, and I'll say that advice to anyone else as well. I have said it in my review on Steam as well, but don't try and explore everything. Like Follow the mum, just get the main story out of the way, and then enjoy the power-ups, come back later, and then go nuts with the treasure hunt. Because that is good. They even give you a treasure beeper at the end like that lets you know where the treasure chests are. Yeah, it's definitely it's an exploration kind of dream game, I guess. And the same with The Witness. The Witness is a game that I'm still playing today. I still switch it on every now and then to try and solve a few puzzles. Trying to 100% that guy. Like, try You're to still that trying to find run. the entire environmental puzzles yeah, and everything? Yeah. Okay. And I think that Superland is a game that, if I had my way about it, I would have played it just for months, just slowly. A couple of chests a day and switch it off kind of thing. Do you feel because you rushed through, you're not going to do that now? <sighs> to be honest as well, I think I'm just getting more impatient as a gamer. I had my fun. And it was, it was a great game, despite the frustrations that come with the game being way too long, in my opinion. Honestly, this game, rather than one $20 game, I would have preferred this as two $10 games. There's so much stuff in here. And that's great, but I think that's also part of this problem. Well, there's apparently 60% of chests and things that I didn't find, and I have no desire to. Yeah. So there is that. I would say... As far as, like, if we're going to get into some of the negative aspects, I guess, before we get through some of the positive ones, a map would have been very helpful. <laughs> you get a map at the end, but it's absolutely useless. Yeah. Don't give me a map that just sits on a wall. You can't take with you, yeah. And it's really hard to read. What did you say in your <laughs> My Steam screenshot? Photo? Yeah. It's a Jackson Pollock. It's yeah. just... <laughs> it's so difficult to read. This goes here and this goes this here. lines and blobs of color everywhere. Backtracking. I'm not a big fan of backtracking. I kind of get it because I've got more powers. And I appreciate that you can, for example, go back to your village where if you didn't find all of the barrels for that salesman and those upgrades, you can find them later in the game and come back. I do like that. I like that the village teases you with stuff that you can do. But like you, I get very frustrated when I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out something that just can't be figured out yet. There are times where I'm not exactly sure where I'm supposed to go. The, I hate the, okay, the purple MacGuffin, I guess. <laughs> the kind of retractable gun. That one took me a long time to even get in because that green pipe didn't look big enough for me to fit inside. <laughs> there were so many times where I couldn't figure out how to get back to the main area that I needed to. 
And like, there's one lady in particular who had you grow flowers in her garden. Did yes. you do that? Yep. Did it only give you one platform shooter thing? Yes. Because there are like there's four, like four sitting there. Yeah. And I thought she was going to give me one for each color. Yeah. Me and too. instead gives me one that goes back to not even the main area. There's a signpost that says the red village is this way, but I couldn't figure out how to get that way from there. And that was very frustrating. I mean, there were a lot of times, especially early game, where they're very clear about this is how you do it. This is what needs to be done. And then in later game, there are some things where you just kind of had to guess and try everything to figure it out. For example, shooting through different colors to make your gun change. That would have been good to know. Yeah. 10 hours earlier (laughs) into the game. And I guess that there were puzzles where you could have figured that out, but I didn't. I didn't even think that that was possible because I hadn't been shown it once. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, that's that's the kind of stuff that's almost gated at that point where you're like, I don't know how to do this. It's not until way later on in the game where they make it more obvious. The first time I noticed that was in, uh, I can't remember which crystal area was. I think it was the blue land area, not the blue village, but after the red crystal. It's the blue crystal next, isn't it? Yeah, the blue crystal area, not the blue kingdom. Yeah, it was the blue crystal area and there was one of those purple lights. It was near the hard drive guy. And I kept on shooting it with my normal gun. And I was like, it's not working. And I was like, is my angle wrong? And then just got down on the ground and fired straight into it. I'm like, nah, it's not working. What do I do? No idea. And like, yeah, 10 hours later in the game, it's like, oh, that's what you do. Like, But I think even before that, there was a yellow one, which you could have figured out because there was a yellow field. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you got to use But it was just like a end. bonus puzzle, right? I didn't figure that out until way at the end either. No, the same thing. thing. I thought the yellow barrier was removing your Super Bowl. I thought that was what it did. And it does that. Yeah, I, I thought that as well, yeah. But it, it does that. And so, oh, it does that and it does this. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> like that. Uh, but, you know, come on. But that's what this guy does. He makes puzzles that are really devious, you know? And I think it's the type of thing where if I was to play, say, his next game, if I knew it was his next game... Superland 2 is coming out. Then I would have a better idea of what I'm in for and the kind of puzzles that he's going to throw at me. And the type of thing is like, oh, you get your teleporter pods, you can fire them at stuff, but you also can just pick them up and use them in various different ways as well. Yeah, which took that, me a while to figure out. That was very smart, though, as well. Um, I like that. I mean, it's very clever, but when we haven't been shown some of that stuff to begin did with... Did you know that's a weapon as well? Yes, but I only noticed that because it has a number on the bottom of the screen. So each thing, like your sword, has a certain number for how many hit points it does. Ah, uh, okay. And then your, that one has a really high one. is 200. It's huge. But you have to kind of hit them at point-blank range. You have to be right in your Because that was how I killed the dog things at the end. I couldn't kill them with the gun. And mm. I was like, oh, I'm going to try this. I think I did it by accident, actually. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I smashed like half his health off in one go. <laughs> like, yep, this is my new gun. The combat is something I do want to talk about because I don't like the combat. The combat is dire, all. man. It's like definitely the worst part of the game. And when you can't get rid of the spawning graves, you're going to do it a lot. Yeah. And oftentimes... Right in the middle of trying to solve a puzzle, which is really irritating. Not only is the combat, it just gets in the way. It's like, I think I wrote something down, like, it's, at best, it's a way to get a few coins. But at worst, it's just like, you're just a chore in my way of solving puzzles. 
And why are they skeletons? I guess it's just the kids' toys. It just didn't seem fitting. Like maybe why blue- are we a red clay? Well, I mean, man, yeah, right. right. Maybe blue guys, you know. But the ske- it just really, really okay. So and lava monsters. I think the fact that they're not blue guys is a very conscious choice. Yeah, because they don't want you murdering your family. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but not the best part of the game. And man, those skeletons scared me sometimes when I'm in the middle of solving something and I get hit or I turn around this one right in my face giggling. Oh my God, jump scares like. That wimpy 15 one is the worst because he's always just right on top of you. <laughs> oh God. He's <laughs> right there. Let's get into some good things though. Yeah. Puzzles. There are many puzzles. Some are fantastic. Some really frustrated me to the point where I didn't like them very much. Some I way overthought, as I tend to do. There's definitely potential for that in this game. I love the fact that they often started off smaller. There were, especially early game, random NPCs standing by going, wow, if only I had triple jump, I could do this. That's a good part of this game. It's like (laughs) the NPCs give you so many hints and you need them. Like there's one great hint that I loved where, again, the zones are all blending into one place. It's one part where you're in, it's like a kind of a, a little house thing. And you got to go around the outside. And he's like, are you part of the 90%? And I thought it was just like, because he's got a top hat. I was like, he's just this rich guy. Like saying, he's like, eventually he says like, 90% of people forget that you can use a force cube to block the door. I was like, oh God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, thanks for the reminder. But I was a little annoyed because I wasn't even trying to figure that out yet. Uh, okay. I was still trying to do something else. I found that part in particular. I know the part you're talking about because there's a yellow ring and mm-hmm. you have to get your yellow supra ball Mm -hmm. to land in it and i was having a lot of trouble getting it to land in the ring it would keep bouncing out or bouncing over and sometimes even if i would go and try to point blank fire it in i i don't know if you have to have it perfectly or something but sometimes it would fly crazy so i found this mechanic to be not the best (laughs) it works much better when you have access to the teleporting pod that you can yeah, just, just drop in there it, yeah. but when it's the ball that bounces all over the place that's so irritating <laughs> <laughs> and you can't replace it if you lose it if it glitches through a wall or something you have to go back and get right another. right but that area that was a kind of an interesting area because you do the outside part and you get to a point where you're just like i can't advance but i've got i flick a switch and then the front door's open and i get around the front door and it's like it's not really that big from that side but you look inside it's like Oh, God, is there so much stuff happening inside? That took me a long time to figure out that room. Yeah, and a fair amount of inside, outside, going back and And guess where? It's like, where does this pipe lead? I don't know. Pop a shot in there, see where it goes, and oh, it activates an elevator somewhere. Like, oh, God, what's going on? This game had so many of those moments where you just get to an area and you look at it and you go, right, save and exit. <laughs> <laughs> and there were a lot of puzzles like that. There were a lot of really challenging puzzles. Just before you get into the carrot village area that's one of the puzzles that frustrated me the most Dude, i like that because you said the way to get to the carrot place i like the carrot place and i like the idea of like the purple flies what i don't like is the tedium of guiding those flies from point to point it takes such a long time and it could have been done better or at least a little bit faster the flies could at least move quicker and they might in the next one or something like that yeah. i I just found that some of the exploring in that area was a bit much. And some of the things like that pickaxe. The blue. Yeah. I'm looking for a blue diamond pickaxe. So I'm looking all over for it. 
you said you realized very quickly you could fake it, but I didn't realize that. I actually had to look up a walkthrough and go, where is this thing? Because color so is a big to... thing in the game. I mean, I, that was my first thing. I was like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna go for this. You know, he's gonna say like, oh, you have to find a real one. This is obviously a fake. But right, that's what I was it expecting. Worked. It worked. I was like, oh, good. He's an idiot. That's that's. But because great. of the walkthrough, it said make a yellow one first. He'll buy it because it's a golden one. Ah, uh, okay. Say something like, I'm not sure why you do a golden one <laughs> you know it's not a very good pickaxe to make out of gold but yeah here's some coins for it and then you make the blue one so you can actually get some bonus yeah. coins there no it's i mean there were a lot of back and forth between the different sections and because i wasn't getting rid of the graves i was having to fight the same horde of skeletons and demons and lava monsters the lava over monsters and over are again such a pain man so that that did bother me but it wasn't as frustrating to me as the puzzle just before to get in. So after you've done what you refer to as your Spider-Man bit, once you get the purple gun, which that part bothered me a little bit just because the very beginning of it was not very clear as to where I was supposed to go. And my screen is so dark. There was parts where I couldn't even see what I was supposed to be attaching to. It only worked out because the crosshair flickers purple when you can attach to something. It's like, oh, there's something there in the middle of the dark. Right, okay, ping. And this is where I kind of feel this section wasn't quite as well thought out as when you first get the magnet boots, because I feel like in the magnet boots, you're given easy, clear ways to use it right away. Whereas this yeah, it one, drops you into a hole, doesn't it? And says, right, get out. Like, there's no other way out other than up that pipe. And this one, yes, I get the idea. I'm supposed to look for these purple wooden blocks, but... The only one I could see was too far away to shoot and I couldn't figure it out. And so this bothered me is like, just when you first give me a new mechanic, make it easy and then it can get harder and harder. But the very first thing I want to do with it should be easy. Yeah. (laughs) But after that, after you finish that whole section, you get to a puzzle with the two metal platforms that move. In opposite directions. Oh, and you have to drag the force thing under to knock the cube off the end? Yes. So, I didn't understand that, though. So, for ages, one, this is a puzzle I wasn't quite sure what I need to do. I saw the wooden cube, and I knew I needed that, but I didn't know how to get it. Yeah. For, I don't know, I would say I'm maybe at least half an hour, but maybe even up to an hour, Mm. I spent under the delusion... (laughs) (laughs) That I was supposed to use the magnet boots to raise myself up into the platform. And there's just enough of a window where it looks like you could. And I could get so close, (laughs) so close. And I was working out a way to do the timing so that I could get the magnetic field from one platform and try to switch over just as the other one would reach in time. But I just (laughs) couldn't do it. There's probably some amazing player out there who's done it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, look, there's this other way to do it. But it wasn't me. And then finally I figured out, oh, right, this thing attaches to wood. And that's why it's a wooden cube. And so I can get it out. And then it took like no time. But even then, even then getting it onto that broken section of wall where we have to kind of build a little ladder thing. And that, that took me a while as well. And I'm not even sure I solved that in the easiest way. I ended up firing the wooden thing... No, I didn't actually. I kept trying to fire the wood thing over and then it would just bounce out. So I realized it has to be the force cube that goes in there to block the laser that will open the door. Yeah. 
But even then, I had trouble placing it on there in a way where it would sit. I'm glad. Well, I, I, it, it kind of you have to hit it in it a always, way so it that always balances. It leans me. against the. Oh, no, wall, it usually but... lands flat on it. I never had the purple cube fall off the. You mean the electricity kind of? Oh line. yeah, I know, I know. But for some reason, you just couldn't get it to work. On I that couldn't bit. get it to work in that bit. <laughs> Other bits, it works just fine. But in this bit, it for some reason didn't work. And it was doing a weird leaning thing, and I had to get it to lean into the wall uh, as opposed okay. to falling out, which was the problem. Uh, it was it was just really really frustrating. It, it wasn't the elevator, like the the kind of what do you call it? It's not an elevator. What is it? Like the moving platform, platform thing. It wasn't that part that stumped me. I, I got that kind of quickly because I was like, this moves very very slow. Mm-hmm. Why are there two of them? Like, oh, okay, you can attach the wood. Bingo. I mean, what I had problem was was yeah that part. I don't know how many times, oh man, I've got footage of it. <laughs> just speed it up and just show you how long I spent trying to get that next part working just so that you could get through that door. I think I did it in such a stupid way. I was levitating on a pipe so that I could shoot the little switch thing that activates that booster thing. And then something was flying across because it, it hits it like beep, beep, beep. But then the door closes. Right. So what I did was I, I levitated on a pipe halfway in the middle Shot that, and then as soon as my shot's firing across, I jumped down to the door and then waited for it to open. It just goes like, and so as it opened, it just ran inside. Like, did you make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you find your way back into that area then? Yeah, because as soon as there's a secret way around. No, as soon as you get into most of those doors, you turn around. There's a switch that opens it permanently. All right, okay. But there is a secret way as well that kind of comes back around. Right, yeah, right. yeah, you find that at the end. Well, you find oh, it when you're in the next section. Next section, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the care area then that you get into is also the area where you have to deal with the big balls. <laughs> of course, many screenshots taken. I'm sure. And that is one thing I do want to mention here is the NPCs a lot of times say just really funny things. Yeah. There's one lady in the initial village who says something like, oh, you're the person who actually does things. We just walk around and hope they get fixed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who gave you the sword is always very proud that you've done so much. Yeah, with he's like, oh, God, that came in game. handy. Yeah. Yep. And here as well, this whole thing about obviously very tongue-in-cheek comments here. Getting the balls out of there was such a frustrating pain. pain. Yeah. yeah. It's just so difficult. But once I did it, I was like, fine. But the puzzle that you're meant to use them with Was that easy for you? Because it was so frustrating. Even after I had made it across using the magnet boots to get to that next section, even though I knew how to do it, every time it was about a 20% chance I might make it across. Oh, really? I found it so difficult to either get the timing or maybe there's something I was doing that worked occasionally but wasn't the best way to do it. I mean, I think they just all move in a different way. So you you just... Gravity, ma- the magnet belt on the first one, and as soon as it gets to its kind of top point, then you just move over and you'd get onto the next one and go up and down with that but one. But sometimes I would, f- uh, most of the time, I would fall below the plastic and then I would get sucked over to the ball ah, and have to start over okay, again. Okay, okay, This happened to me so many times and I found that very frustrating. If it, if that wall had just been further down, right, then you could it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. I, I never even thought about that. I never even got yeah, like something. Well, if you don't it. get stuck, I guess yeah. just me, I couldn't find but the timing. Properly. I think the thing that really annoyed me about that puzzle was there's nothing on the other side. It's like you solve it. There's there's not. It's not really 
There's lots of secrets. But I mean, but there's nothing that advances the game. I thought this was like a big puzzle, like get the strength bonus so that you can lift the balls, work out how to get the balls out of the house, get them in that thing, activate the the thing, get across the thing. Oh, there's nothing. I was pretty sure I knew that because we already had the strength thing before this so that we could actually move the steel balls out to begin with. So I knew that it had nothing to do with the strength. I pretty much knew that this must just be a bonus thing. Another MacGuffin. (laughs) Yeah. Using the actual a, term of the a word lesser, A lesser MacGuffin. Mm. <laughs> but I never found the Green Gardener guy. I think I did find him, but I didn't didn't solve that one. Did you do that one? You did. I mean, I know where he is. I found him later on. I was like, oh, it's that guy. He's not even in the same area. He's in, like, another part. Like, completely different area. No. He's right there. You did solve it. No, because there's, there's, there's the first farmer who's wearing green where the saw is to get over the wall, right? You know the one I'm talking about? That gets you into that main kind of hub area, yeah? He's also got a potion that he wants you to make, but I couldn't find his cave to mix it. Because he's like, you can do it in my cave. It's over there. And he points. I'm like, there's nothing there, man. It's a shop. Where's the cave? It is around the corner. Are you kidding me? It's one of those where you have to have enough stars to get in. Oh, I, 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 got I had in enough there. by that point. I got in there. And there's a big water vat thing that you have to put oh, your seed and your thought, water I in. I thought there was just a there was just a chest in there or something like that. I was like, oh, find it. Okay, duck back uh, out again. Uh, what you need to realize, what you probably realize later, and maybe didn't pick up this time, is that you need to take the sponge, put it in water, and that's how you carry water from place to place. So you put the wet sponge in the top of the vat. You put in whatever seed you want to put in. And then that gives you the power. But you must have figured it out in the carrot area because the farmer says, if you use this seed... Oh, yeah, that's the strength potion. That's the green guy. Oh, he wasn't wearing green, though. He definitely wasn't wearing green. Was he not? No, no, definitely not. The other guy in the other area was wearing green. I was like, oh, this is who they're talking about. Because after you get... I'm I'm sure that that's who they're talking about, though. But after you get the strength potion, there's that one guy who's always like, oh, you're not strong enough. You need to go and talk to the green guy. And even after I did that... He was still saying the same thing. Yeah, that should change after you get it, but it doesn't, unfortunately. Mm. All right, fair enough. But this area, okay, the thing that really got me, though, was the barrel on top of the wall that you have to launch yourself across and shoot down. Yeah, it took me a few t- a few, few turns. Oh, it took me <laughs> ages. I was hitting it as well, and it would, just, it would just fall over. It wouldn't fall off the ledge. I Yeah, so I had that problem. You have to hit it just right. You have to hit the top or something, so... I couldn't get it to go with the regular gun. So I thought, well, I must have to knock it down with something else. So I was running back and forth getting pickaxes because they keep respawning. Right. And trying to launch those in just (laughs) the right time. And then I finally got one that landed through the barrel on top. And I went, well, I couldn't do any better than that. So it must not be the pickaxe walkthrough. I need to find the walkthrough. Shoot it down. What? That was the first (laughs) thing I tried. So, yeah, once I figured it out. But even then, it's really tricky. I mean, I'm glad that he slows time down. Yeah. But it's still a very tricky shot to make. Yeah, because you have to, well, you have to either rotate in air or go into it sideways and not see it approaching kind of thing. You have to count ahead or mm. use a landmark. I need to shoot at this point and try and get it through. And the problem is then you're still flying through and you can't really turn around to see what happens to your shot. Yeah. So you don't know if you were ahead yeah. or behind. You're going to get out and peek around the corner and say, no, didn't quite make it that time. Yeah, you just have to keep checking and guessing and trying. So that is the part about this area that frustrated me yeah. the most. But I like this place. I did. I like eating all those bad guys' carrots. 
<laughs> did you do that as well? Oh, of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> did you also get rid of the pumpkin at the top? Uh, no, no. Well, how much when you do that? Nothing really. I think there might be a coin underneath or something. Uh, okay. But yeah, I was just curious if it would even be possible. Mm. So I figured out a way to do it uh-huh. and said, go. And they do. <laughs> and then had a bit of frustration then again at the end of this area where I knew I had to get the insects to the carrots to get rid of them. But then once I got rid of them for a few minutes, I was going, why did I do that? What was the point of that? (laughs) That clearly was the whole point of the whole area to get them around the water, to get them to this. And it took me a little while to realize that from that kind of hill, I could reach areas that I couldn't before. But at first, it just didn't seem to do anything. (laughs) I was expecting a button under there or a launch pad or something. But no, the launch pad is nearby. Yeah, You've got to set it up. As far as boss fights, I like the rattle hag battle, actually. I I do really like that one. Because it's not a fight, it's a puzzle. It is, well, it is and it's it like isn't. 50 yeah. yeah. If you cheat it like I do, it's a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was able to get all the shields down, and then that stupid trebuchet at the top, or the giant crossbow or whatever, there's no stopping that thing. And that's so frustrating. <laughs> so... What did you do? Did you put a force block up somewhere to hide behind? Or? No, I just doomed my way through that, man. Just backpedal and straight like a MF, man. <laughs> I tried, but I kept I kept dying over and over again. One thing I like about that gun is when you launch it and then you press the right mouse button and you shoot the laser beam into that and it does like the massive damage. That's basically what I was doing. And then hiding, or basically running away and jumping over fireballs while that gun recharged and that was it. Yeah, see, I did a similar thing, except what I did was make it up onto one of the platforms, and I could hide behind the shield machine. Right, and just puke. (laughs) Well, all the villains, all the enemies would get below me, but if I did the same action you were talking about, if I fire the gun and then laser into it, that explosion would catch them all. Mm -hmm. So I was able to kind of hide just out of range of that giant crossbow and be able to... um, just fire away. And I don't even it. know what giant crossbow you're talking about. I didn't even see it or it didn't even hit me. I didn't even notice this giant crossbow you're talking about. There's one way up on the top platform. Ah, okay, I just was like, holy cow, man. There's like a 100 guys trying to kill me. I'm just running around like a maniac. Well, it's what stops you from just using the magnet and staying at the top of that yellow pipe in the middle. Right. Because otherwise, that's what I would have done. I would just stayed up there and just fired down the whole time. I did that. For a while, but then I was yeah I tried that strategy. That maybe maybe that was hitting me, and uh, I gave up on that strategy. I was like, now nah, get down on the ground and get stuck in. There are really only kind of two others, and they kind of run together. There's the huge two kind of hounds that you were talking about, yeah, which are very very difficult, and then the farting meat bag, yeah, which is a insult that will probably make it into my <laughs> lexicon now. The farting meat bag is blocking everything. That's that's an insane puzzle though. It is, yeah. Once you get once you kill those dogs and you're like, yeah, I did it. And like, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> There's one more thing. The good thing is he doesn't really hurt you. He does, but he never killed can... me once. Oh really? Yeah, many times. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, even even when he's firing at those fireballs at me, I didn't. What was your health by the end of the game? Can you remember what your? Because mine, I remember, I remember mine. Mine was at one twenty-two, I think. Yeah, well, it's definitely not at that. Right. Okay. Because yeah, I my every time he hit me, 
my regeneration took over and it was fine. But my regeneration was only up to about twenty five or ah, something. Okay. And that's what this game should have been. Like I just wanted to ignore that. Like damage shouldn't even be a part of this game. Like combat should just be removed. But yeah, so just you fire away, try and kill me. I'm, I need to look at this. That's a great puzzle, but oh my god, it was hard at first, man. But then when you get it, it's like, duh, of course. Yeah, a lot of stuff seems very easy, but when you're looking at so much going on, yeah, so many different pieces to the puzzle. It's pretty much everything you've done in the game. Which is the way it should be for a final boss yeah. puzzle. Mm. And I like that. I do. And even when you get stuck, Mr. Miracle is there to give you hints. Lots of them, yeah. Maybe a bit too many. But at the same time, without him, I might have gotten frustrated and left. I think that that is something that was probably added after a bit of game testing. Yeah. And realizing, so. oh, we need something here. We need a hint system of some sort. So he was there. And yeah, it was something different with the farty cloud that you need to color yourself <laughs> <So> green. with. <laughs> yeah, that was gross. Jumping, well, jumping through this guy's farts. <laughs> which was a problem for me because... I was under the impression that I needed to turn myself a different color. So I was trying to figure out how to get stuff to shoot into his mouth so that the farts would change color. Oh, Jesus, you're really overcooking that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. And then trying to figure out ways to... Okay, so here's a frustrating thing. I realized I needed to get something else green through the ring to power yes. it up. But yes. I also needed the transport pod to be somewhere else. Yes. So I painted the sponge green, which should have worked, and it bothers me that it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't work? No, it doesn't work. Yeah. Ah. It really bothers me that it doesn't how work. How did you get... But I mean, how... I don't think there is, but maybe there is. There is not a way to make the cannon work without the sponge, though. The, the, the color cannon, there's not a way to get that working without the sponge, though, isn't there? Well, there must be, because I made it work. Did it fire into him? What do you mean? Because there's two modes, isn't it? It's like, if you don't have that electricity going across, then you don't have like the, the super one that will paint the the boss. If you don't have that thing, it just like kind of flops out of the right. end. So you, I think you need the sponge to make it work. No, because if you put the sponge right there where it flops out, then you can make it green. But I mean, to fire it at the guy, you would need the sponge. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Which is why he probably made it so it didn't work. Yeah. But... But it should work. I did make it green, and it I did get it through the ring, yeah. and it should have worked, which I think was part of the reason I had difficulty realizing that I needed to be the green thing to go through, because if the sponge didn't work, then why would I think that I would work? It has to be something But you've done it specific. three times already in the game. You know, you painted yourself. Like, you paint yourself blue. The first time you paint yourself is to get into the kingdom. And I like that aspect of the puzzles. We haven't really talked about that. There's like, you know, it's not just kind of platforming puzzles and whatever. It's like, there's this kind of thing where you got to paint key cards and get them different colors. Because you got the white ones, you're like, yeah, man, this is easy. Didn't do it. And it's like, oh, there's a red one. How do I do that? And it's like, all right. And then you got to... There's a guy who says, there are no red cards here. Yeah. It's like, well, how am I going to do that? Yeah, it's then? like, oh, I'll pick a red flower, put it in. Oh, it changes the color. That moment when you work that out is a moment of genius. It's like, oh, wow. And then you notice you can put force cubes in there to turn things purple. You can fire your gun in there to turn things red. You could put the white flowers in there to make it white. And you use the colors to make gold nuggets, to make you know, just like a bunch of stuff. It's to paint the barrel at one point, because you get that barrel that's just white on top of the tower. I didn't figure that out until well, until it was kind of too late, and I wasn't going to backtrack and go do it. Ah, uh, okay. I was like, oh, 
that barrel was white. I could have changed it, yeah. but I was not going back to it again. Yeah, golden barrel. I shot it off the top of that tower and then couldn't find it. I had to reload my game. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, actually you are, you can paint yourself a color. This is a moment of genius. And yeah, so basically you paint yourself green. You, you magnet your way up the pole and just walk through it. But end. you don't paint yourself. You walk through well, these farts yeah, yeah, and then... Yeah. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah. You, you do get washed off magically every time you walk back into the building though. So. It does give you a shower. Yeah, that's that's true which is nice but it's also a pain in the butt because you can't just take the flies out of the main door which was a big problem and this is this is the thing again we talked a lot about the good stuff but here's another bad one and it's maybe not bad it's just me being dumb is there's so many things you can do there's so many items and so many power-ups and so many ways to do things and solve puzzles that getting that ball through those bars, which is how I did it. I don't know how you did it. But like the, the teleporter ball, you get it painted in the color that you need. But then you're like, but how do I get it into the building? Because it's purple, because you want it, you want, I wanted it for the flies. But it washes off when I go through there. So I was trying to build a, a line over the roof, because there's no roof on it. It's just an empty hole in the top. So I was like trying to get up there for a long time. I could throw it through these bars, but it's just too hard. And that ball is so heavy, like physics-wise in the game. It's just like, I just couldn't get it in, couldn't get it in. I was trying for way too long. And then suddenly it's like, oh, I have a force cube to stand on. I was forgetting like really basic things because your brain is just like, you have so many threads to pull on. And that's why I think this game would have been better in two parts. Like, give me three power-ups. Give me a cube, a portal gun. And some, you know, three different gels. There you go. Like, whatever. But yeah, there's like nine power-ups or whatever. <laughs> See, that didn't bother me. I think what bothers me is not knowing when you have what you need. And so, again, trying a puzzle that I think I can solve, but I can't solve because I'm missing something. Yeah. Or missing out on easy puzzles because I'm assuming that I need a power-up later. That's probably my biggest complaint about this type of game is there are a lot of things that I can do. But I don't realize because I'm just always assuming there's another power I'm going to pick up later. Mm. I was able to, I, I think the game let me cheat a little bit. It played a bit nice. So when I got the flies up there, the flies would just stay, even if I moved my cube away. Mm -hmm. And so then I was able to just build a line from the cube down and they would follow the line. Ah, okay. Even though it kind of didn't work in the carrot garden. And they're saying, oh, the Force Cube isn't bright enough. In this one, they kind of went, yeah, okay. You can get away with that. I don't know if that's the proper way, but I was able to do that. But the whole concept of having to... Like, they've built up these flies from the Carrot Village on. Yeah. You've had to use them a few times. Having this giant creature and the paint, that you get to paint it the color so that they will eat it away. It's genius. Like, yeah. I love that. It works together. Like you said, it's taking all of these things that we've learned and putting it together. It doesn't use the fire, though. That's the one thing I think that it doesn't quite use, being able to shoot through the fire. You, to have, to paint, you have to shoot the fire to paint uh, something. No, to paint the guy orange. You shoot fire? Yeah. I, shoot the, I, I shot through the lava into the color control thing to paint the monster orange. Oh, that's right. So you do, in a way, yeah. yeah. It's great. Like, yeah. it really builds up to this. Lots of other good puzzles along the way. I mean, it, it is a lot of fun, but some things make the game. The, the backtracking is a bit much for me. It's a bit more exploration than I typically like. And the worst thing for me, which I wanted to save till towards the end, is just the green moons. 
having to go back for those. I'm here. I'm at the final door. I'm at the end. Now go explore for another couple hours and yeah. find these other things you couldn't get before and then, now. And then like you find two of them. And you're like, oh, I've already got two red moons. I wonder what they do. Uh, I find out what they do. Do you find out what they do? Is there some weapon you can get or something? Super sword, yeah. It's like like this glowing red sword, which is... You, you hook the moons. I watched the, I watched the playthrough for that because I was like, I need to know what these moons do. Otherwise, I can't sleep. Um, <laughs> and so, you know that rock that's in the main hub? It's got like some red like nails in it. It's like a rock with nails with little circles. You hang the moons on those. There's like seven or eight of them to find. I only found two. I don't know how many you found. I think three. But I had two, and then I had two green moons. I was like, oh, there must be a red door somewhere. It's like, no, nah, no. Nah. And I couldn't find any more moons. And so I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. And you do, you get a really cool sword, which is like super fast, super high damage. I think that's how you solve the last puzzle that's behind the main village. Like that kind of secret area, the big Oh, kind the of kind of waves of... Yeah. Guys that come after you. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I get that. It's like you get, you, you, you keep on thinking this game is over. It's like, get to the king. Ah, we're over. No, no, no. Go find my son. Get the son. Okay, we're done. No, no. Take him back to the king. Oh, here's, here, you know, here's a new gun and a mechanic to master. You know, you get that teleportation gun now. Get him back to his dad. Okay, I'm done. No, no, no. You got to go fix the water. Okay, you get to the volcano. No, 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 no. Now you got to find the green moons. You get. It goes to solve all these new puzzles, fight two bosses, done. No, no, it's the big final boss. It's like, just end already, man. I'm tired, I'm tired. Fatigue was setting in, man, for me by the end point. And I think it was for me as well. And when they did that, like, this is the thing I kept warning you. I was like, there's a point where I'm afraid you're going to rage quit. And that's that's the part that I thought might do it. But I think there were other things that were frustrating you more along the way. Yeah, I think so. But for me, the idea of having to go back to explore after I've already done this wasn't appealing and getting that final green moon for me which is like the one you gotta shoot your thing through a tiny crack in the floor while levitating over a pit of spikes i had found this section before but forgot all about it this is another one i had to do a walkthrough for Uh, i I, didn't even get that section i saw (laughs) i saw that building and i had even noticed the green light before when i but out of 24 hours i saw this way back a long yeah. time ago when I'd been randomly it's the first area. area. It's the first main big area that you get to explore. But I had come back at one point because I'd come back, I think, after I had the magnet boots. I was okay. trying to find more of the shells, the magic uh, okay. shells for that guy, which really weren't worth as much time as I put into looking <laughs> for them. But I had seen it, and that's very frustrating. <laughs> so you have to remember everything you've done in exploration as well. For me, that's the part that's difficult. Remembering the powers isn't as big a deal. I see most of them on the screen in front of me. But remembering what I did in the map-wise, yeah. like that that part is... is and where it is. There was some times where I was like, all right, I know exactly where I need to go, but I can't remember which place it's in. Because the fact that it is a, it is a sandbox and it's not there's no loading screens between areas and it, everything is interconnected, you have to actually travel between those areas. It's like... Some of those things are down there. There was one part where there was like a, a little turret that opened a door and I was like, oh, I went in there and I saw like those ma- magic guys that shoot like laser beams. I was like, whoa, I found that way too early on. I was like, I'm not going down there. I saw their health bars. So I was like, nah, 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 I'm out. And then I was trying to remember where was that? I know it's in the red crystal area, but it wasn't in the red crystal area. It's in the part before the red crystal area in one of those alcovey bits that you can walk into. And the fact that fast travel is not just and then a loading screen, and then boop, 
you're in the new era, you actually get to see yourself like fly through the air on those like aerial faith plate things and just like woo. I like that, but I found navigating the world very difficult. Yeah, it's tough. Remembering it is also quite difficult. And I don't know how to turn on a lot of those faith plates. Yeah. And I, I need them all. Yeah. I need yeah. them all because it is very frustrating for me to go. Because you wouldn't have got the one in that place where the guys like, I'll switch this one on if you destroy all the graves. No, I didn't get that yeah. one, yeah. So, but I mean, it does nothing. It all does is launch you over the fence, which you can just zip your way up the saw blade on anyway. It's not really a huge deal. We never talked about Jesus. I thought this game was building up to be something more intelligent than what it actually was. I thought there was going to be something more with the story. What were you expecting? I don't know, just something. Because they get into the whole like religion thing, like the kid is the god, basically, and there's this, this Jesus character who I absolutely love that they used that Eche Homo painting. You know, the one that was painted over by that... <laughs> it's really bad. It's become... Famous for being like the worst restoration in the world. I love that they use that for the face of Jesus in this game. And then when you find Jesus, that is actually his face. <laughs> I also like that. Just some other things I did around it. The theological discussions were quite funny. The time where that one guy wanted to get into the chapel or whatever, but you have his to halo, halo was yeah. the wrong color. <laughs> Had to keep figuring out how to get. A yellow halo to put over top of it. Oh, yeah, because that's the first color puzzle you got to solve, yeah. Because he can't... Yeah, because he's like, I'll throw the switch and get you inside. So, yeah, that's your first kind of one to solve. But that's what I mean. Like, the religious stuff was kept on popping up, popping up. And I was like, are we going to get something? I wanted to see the kid. I think that's what I wanted to see. You do get to see the kid. You took a screenshot of it. I mean, you get to see him, but I wanted to see... I wanted, like... You wanted him to storm in? You wanted him to be the final boss? Just kick over everything. No, but I mean, I wanted... I, I don't know. They were teasing me with a story and something bigger, and I didn't get it. So that's. I didn't feel the same. Mm. I never thought I was going to get to see the kid more. I didn't even think I'd get to see him through the window of the. That was creepy, man. (laughs) That was really creepy. It's so funny because you took that screenshot, and I took almost the exact same screenshot. It's hard not to, man. It's like, whoa. You sometimes get to see him looming over the sandbox, which again is like, yeah, it's, it's always creepy when you see him, but. Yeah, that's a hell of a back garden that kid's got, man. (laughs) Well, it's all one giant sandbox, right? This would be a massive sandbox. I mean, I'm guessing the lava area is like some kind of barbecue pit or something like that that they've got. But yeah, but but by by the time the credits roll and you see how big everything is, I liked seeing like, oh, I found that chest. It's already open. Oh, there's a chest. I knew there's a chest at the top of that sword in the rattle hag place. I knew there had to be one up there. Did you get that one? No, but I did get into the giant saucepan. Did you get into there? No. At the end of the rainbow? No, I didn't get to the end of the rainbow. How did you get to... Where is the, Where even is that? Like, how did you get to that? I don't remember. It's way at the top. So there's a point that was just very, very... What, climbing down. like a mountain or climbing a volcano or... It was something like that. And I think that there was a... One of those area of faith plates that launched me up onto a top area... And so then you just keep wandering and exploring around the top, finding random coins, finding random chests. And then I could look down and see that it was there. (laughs) And I just realized, oh, I think I can get there. And you do. And there's a huge pot of gold in there. So a Uh, ton of coins, right? So you get a ton of coins. And also in there very cleverly is one of those power-ups to increase your wallet. Ah, okay, so you can take some more with you. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think if I hadn't had that, I wouldn't have had enough space for everything there, and I would not have gone back up again. (laughs) But from there, then you could also 
probably get down onto some other areas that were hard to get from mm-hmm. before. Yeah. But no, there, like I said, there's probably 60 some percent of the game as far as chests and things that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Crash and then Superland 2. So yeah, Crash. So that's the DLC for this game. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't played it, have you? I haven't, no, but I saw that it's got kind of... It's not... I, I think it's mostly positive, but there's a fair few negative ones. It's not overwhelming like before. No, no. And I can see why. I, I get that it's it's the same price as the base game, almost, give or take a couple of euros, I think. And it's about half the playtime. So I can see why people are like, you know, I'm upset with that because they probably thought they were getting something more. I mean, if it's the same price as the game... But I kind of think I know why this has happened. Because if you look at the Superland 2 Kickstarter, it didn't really get backed that much. They had like this big long list of stretch goals that went all the way up to 100,000 euros. 20,000 was their minimum. They managed to get 28,000, but they had stretch goals for 40, 60, 80, and 100. And they didn't get even close. They got to 28,000 euros with like 1,247 backers. And when I read news about it, it was very, very slow going. They scraped through basically towards the end, which maybe is the case with a lot of Kickstarter stuff. But I think that he just thought like, oh, Superland was amazing. Everyone's going to be all over this. But I think the guy's just, he's more of a programmer, developer, puzzle maker, not a marketing guy. And if he's a one man team, he's going to fail at some things. And I think he did because in the Superland 2 Kickstarter, they're like, if you back us, you get crash for free. And so I think... Crash was supposed to be a little cherry on top, but because the Kickstarter failed pretty miserably... It didn't fail. Well, it, it just barely passed. It, I think that it's a very different. If a Kickstarter fails, it's not going to get made. You know what I mean, Justin. Yeah. I, I know I, what I, you I don't, mean. I don't mean it failed. You know what I mean. I know what you mean, but you're not talking to me, <laughs> right? Well, you're talking to all our amazing Well, listeners. 67 episodes in, they should know by now. Um, it Okay, it barely passed, and so... I think that's why the price tag of Crash is so high. Uh, because he's obviously like, well, damn, I need to get some money here. Maybe, or maybe he felt it was worth that. Yeah, well, there, there could be that, but most people didn't. So there you go. The, the people have spoken, I guess. I'd still like to play it, but I'm going to wait for a sale, like for sure. And that might be the game that gets me back into going back through the first one and getting all the stuff again puts me back into the mood of playing that game because I, I love this kind of setting where it's like everything is small or everything is big but it's tiny like huge pencils and giant screwdrivers everything that looks like as you said something you could build yourself out of lego or you could build this yourself using the cardboard and clay and right. everything that it's supposed to be built out of in the game yeah i love that aesthetic anything that looks real world but is not, right? Yeah. Did you ever play a game on the PlayStation called Micromaniacs? No. It's like a little racing game where your lab experiments, you've got like four or five different characters, they've all got different power-ups and abilities, and basically you run around a science lab, and everything. so it's the same kind of thing, everything's huge, you're like millimetres in size. I love that game. Action Hank is the only game that I've found that's kind of similar, but it doesn't hold a candle to Micromaniacs. Yeah, I've not been able to finish Action Hank. There was a mechanic that was added like halfway through the game, I think, that I just can't seem to work. I like the idea of it, but Action Hank is more of a... It's just 2D, isn't it? You just go from left to right. I don't think you go around but the circle. the screen rotates, so it has a 3D... Uh, kind of faux 3D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that would probably be the best way to put it. Yeah. For me, I think 
The problem with Crash is that it's not... No, I've not played it, but from some of the comments I've seen, the problem is really it's not Supraland. It, well, it's both not and it's too much like. So it's too much of the same again, mm. but it's DLC. So of course, that's kind of what you'd be getting. Mm. There's a lot of backtracking is the complaint I heard. I saw that one too. But yeah. there's a lot of backtracking in this game. So you're, you're still getting more of the same. But I think that what's missing is what worked so amazingly well for me in this game, which is when I started it up and I saw the village and I saw the look and I loved that. And I'm being thrown into this beautiful and cute world for the first time when I'm exploring around that initial village. And, oh, there are power-ups. Get some barrels to do that. Oh, look, here are some powers you can do, but you don't have all the powers you want. You need to figure out how to do the magic boxes. You need to figure out how to get into this room with the star on it. You need to figure out how to get this crystal, which you could have done very early on, and I didn't realize, to get into this room. There are all sorts of potential, that kind of introduction to a world where you get to see so much potential. And you're not going to get that in a DLC. And I think that that's probably part of the problem. They did such a fantastic job of building that potential in the first game in the in the base game that when you get to the dlc it is just going to be more of the same and i think people expecting more i can understand time wise but if you're expecting it to be a totally different game that's not that's, what DLC that's, is. that's unreasonable for sure yeah and that's what some of the comments seem to be saying so personally i probably wouldn't enjoy it as much either but i would like to think that i wouldn't be as harsh on it mm. because i think I would just be expecting more of the same. Of course, it's, it is. It's a DLC. It's just more It's an more extra missions. mission, right? It's not going to be new powers. That's what Superland 2 is for. Yeah. And so Superland 2 is going to be set in the kid's bedroom. Okay. So a totally different environment. Yeah. And you've got like new... I think it's like rubber band uh, enemies. Like they're made of rubber bands, stuff like that. So it'll work. Definitely the guy, he's got an idea. And he's, he's, he's doing... He made a game called Supra Ball. Which is from the game, obviously, and it's like it's like it looked like a really fun kind of football game where you've got the gun and you got to like just pass. There's only like four or five players on a team, and yeah. But unfortunately, from what the reviews say, it's a really fun game, but the servers are dead because well, Rocket League came along and wiped the floor with it. So unfortunately, it kind of got sidelined, and yeah, the servers are pretty empty. But yeah, so he's got Super Bowl, Superland, Crash, Superland Two coming. I would be very interested to pick up Superland 2. Do you know when it's set to come out? 21. 2021. That's very fast. This one just came out 2019. So within two years, he's going to have not only this DLC, but an entirely new game. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like this game was coming out. Well, Crash was added to this backing thing. So it's like, that's what I mean. I think because the Kickstarter did not as well as what he wanted it to be. I think, yeah, he had to like, release the crash with some, you know, at a higher price because I think he's not doing two on his own. I think he's had to hire people. Strike while the iron's kind of hot kind of thing. Like, so get the next game out, take the old Ubisoft route, Assassin's Creed 4000. But yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see what it's like. And yeah, I think for the next one, definitely I'll be playing it at a more kind of relaxed pace and knowing, okay, I can't do everything yet. Just pummel through that main story and then enjoy the exploration more later on. Gaps filled and more gaps created. 